All right, we are live. Large First and hard. Exactly, exactly. I don't know where that came from. <laughs> you know, I was just thinking. I was just thinking, man. I don't know. Came, oh, came from the heart. I don't know. Exactly, exactly. Well, we uh, come here. Uh, hopefully, you are having a little bit warmer day than we are. Um, man. Yeah, what's your low over there right now? It is, I think it's like nine degrees. But with wind chill, it's like, with wind chill, it's like negative two. That's t-shirt weather, brother. Exactly, right? Exactly. Yeah, no, um, it's not that cold over here. What is it, like 30 or something like that? Maybe in the 20s in the morning, kind of depending. Oh, Let me man. just double check. I can't even uh, remember. 25, uh, so. Yeah. Respectable. That's, that's, that's hot, man. That's a heat wave. Yeah, man, I'm telling you, dude. I'm telling you. <laughs> yeah, what were you saying? You said you got a foot of snow or something like that? Yeah, I think it's like 12 inches so far. I think we're supposed to get up to 16, possibly 18 inches really? of snow. By the morning? Um, by well it, it's a winter weather advisory from i think winds or tuesday till thursday um mm -hmm. night so we're 12 inches 13 inches right around Dude, it's there crazy right now. like in the washington schools or something like that they get a little bit of rain or like they get a little bit of snow they're like cancel the whole week like, oh no we, we go we go man that's, that's crazy yeah yeah so, but it's all good it's all good it's all head. good makes them stronger right it is it is we had it reset does. we had recess today too we're like no we're going outside let's go no, i was telling adam earlier <laughs> i was just like i bet you get excited when you have an early day because he said he had an early day he's like hell yeah motherfucker and i was like okay <laughs> adam doesn't talk like that but you know what i'm trying to get across exactly exactly uh, well hey man uh and listeners uh we're just gonna do a little season recap of the season that was and and kind of talk about you know what we saw what we know what what happened um and then kind of go into that see where it leads us there are some fan questions so we'll go over some fan, uh, listener fan questions as well mm -hmm. and uh yeah let's get to it man yeah i mean let's start off with the grizz updates you got grizz exactly updates grizz updates i need to do like a song man i need to get somebody not me because i have no artistic ability or anything like no that. musical talent <laughs> no musical talents at oh, all gosh. Uh, but yeah, let's get into some Grizz updates. Let's talk about some men's basketball. They have been on a roll. Yep. Uh, they've played, you know, the last two games, the Dakota schools, South Dakota state at home. They obliterated, uh, the Jackrabbits 81 to 56. I think they finally got people healthy. They were going through a slump where people just couldn't get on the court. Uh, finally got everybody healthy there, uh, traveled to Fargo, um and beat ndsu 82 75 um and that was a great game too they had oh man ndsu had the 611 guy that was just a beast man yeah just a i saw that dude oh man guy, yeah so um but yeah two good wins uh you know that adds to our total with the summit league we've played three summit teams we're three and oh against them uh we have a game coming up this saturday against prairie view a m down in houston texas and then we go to Spokane, Washington, and play Gonzaga Bulldogs. That's uh, a so tough that, travel schedule right there. Exactly, right? Right North before, Dakota, well, Texas, and then uh, Washington. Jeez. Yeah. Well, and I think I think they've got finals this week, right? So hopefully they get their finals done. They can focus on some basketball. At least we don't have to uh, do any schooling during that time. But, yeah, yeah that, that, that's a travel schedule. <laughs> no, 100%, 100%. So. Yeah, man. Yeah. But yeah, it definitely. I, I don't know if they'll show the the Gonzaga game just because with their rights and stuff with the the games. But definitely, just go check out if you want to watch it. Yeah, uh, are, they're not going to be on ESPN Plus, are they? No, but 
it's it's really weird because on here it says the NDSU game wasn't on ESPN Plus, but it was. Hmm. So, um, just go check no matter what because sometimes it happens and sometimes it doesn't. The yeah. NDSU game says here that they, they weren't supposed to, but they were. Yeah. Um, but yeah, going on to some women's basketball, man. They have had a kind of a they they've had a brutal schedule. They have played some really really good teams. They're definitely. Uh, challenging themselves in the non-conference. Uh, they had a heartbreaker versus Grand Canyon in uh, Missoula where they were going back and forth. Uh, they traveled to Vermilion, South Dakota to play South Dakota. They were down early in that game, but came back that second uh, second quarter that they had, they scored 30 points in the second quarter Jeez. and really put it to South Dakota. Uh, they won 76 to 60. Um, they play this Sunday against Montana Tech in Missoula, so go check it out. And then they also play Gonzaga on the Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Um, so the men play them Tuesday, the women play them Wednesday. Man, so we got some good games down the stretch. Exactly, exactly. And the women's Gonzaga uh, team and is after usually that, really after good that, too as well. We're, uh, we're in, um, in a conference, right? Conference play. Yep. Mm-hmm. So that is up. That's that's all for Grizz updates. You know, I mean, goodness gracious, things are flying by already, dog. It, 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 is, almost, it is almost already in conference. I feel bad. We still haven't covered them yet. I know, right? Well, we will we will get to that. We've got some time now that we can kind of, after the uh, Christmas uh, holiday season, we can kind of dedicate some time and, and go over Grizzly. Yeah, what are, you, what are you doing for Christmas? Uh, staying here. So my, my parents, we go off and on with uh, in-laws and my parents. And so my parents get... Uh, christmas this year and so my parents actually moved down here uh to sheridan so i don't have to go anywhere i just have to go to their house oh tell me how nice that is though it is super let me ask you this let me ask you this are you guys gonna have tamales tamales (laughs) tamales tamales. uh no no is that is that the that's the food that you guys that's the christmas special man that's what brings the people together man I can't say it like you, but I have had some really good tamales. Um, really? Yeah. It, down at when I taught in Rock Springs, uh, there were some really good, you know. Dude, you know my favorite things in the world are those little corn or uh, little drivable taco trucks that are oh, parked yeah? on random streets at like 10, 11, 12 o'clock at night. <laughs> oh, my goodness gracious. That, there's one guy in the back. He doesn't speak a lick of English. Uh, yep. The whole time, he's just, hey, what do you want? You know, but in Spanish, those are the best type of talk. Oh, man. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. <laughs> oh. I'm well, sorry. Are you getting uh, going back to – uh california for christmas or you no saying- no 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 I'll, i will be here with my with my brother and we'll just uh we'll just spend it I actually just spent a good part of today trying to wrap up a lot of this stuff and let me tell you i don't know how to rep to save life you know oh, you put dude. a gun to my head say hey wrap this up or they're gonna get it you know might as well say goodbyes type exactly of you know what i mean i'm not just, yeah. I, so i've been i've been i've been watching youtube videos on how to do it but i will this week i am going to be going to uh to seattle to go to my first ever professional football game. Wow, nice. The Seahawks and the 49ers, man. Hell yeah, brother. Oh, you're a 49ers fan, though. What do you got to say? What do you have to say? I have nothing to say because I I don't really watch pro football. Um, really? I, 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 I used to follow, like, when, and I'm going to get slack for this when you I was look a, like you look like a cowboys fan when i was when i was a when i was a uh kid i was a cowboy fan 
Yeah, so, you look like her uh, type. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I'll, you I'll like take that as a compliment. <laughs> <laughs> um, I cheer for the uh, Packers. My wife is a huge Packers fan. Um, she's head. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So she's in, lo- she's in love with Aaron Rodgers. Only Rogers. because the more is on that team, I respect it. Exactly. Exactly. I want to speak bad on them. Exactly. We're going to cheer But to be honest, more. I've always liked them. I've always liked them. Yeah. They're just you like know, that niche age, team that you can't get mad at that never really yeah. wins. In my older <laughs> age, I'm, 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 I'm starting to get convinced that I don't know how good Aaron Rodgers is for the team. You know, oh, before dude. I used to be on his side, to be like, oh, everybody's just making a name for him, this and that, this and that. But who knows? Yeah. Who knows? He's kind of been sucking it up lately, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you so. know what he started doing this year, too? He started doing, like, uh, psychedelics. Did you did you see up, read about that? No, no. Yeah, yeah he started doing, like, uh, I don't know what kind of psychedelics it was specifically, but I think it was, like, along the lines of, like, ayahuasca, the toad, hmm. stuff. So the really, really kind of spiritual stuff. And so that's, apparently that's he's, like, a new, a new person, but who knows? Weird. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Huh. I wonder if that helps him at all. I don't know. I don't know. You you think you would think, you know, you kind of start to debate as you know, we start to progress in the sports world world. I think a lot of things that used to be taboo are starting to get a little more normalized and then vice versa too. Obviously, you can't be taking all the steroids in the world like you used yeah. to be able to do back in the day because there was no regulations. Yep. But I wonder if psychedelics and those sort of things, depending how you view it, will you know start to kind of make its way into you know the professional areas of sports. I mean, because they because they legalized, you know, they're, they're no longer like finding NFL players for marijuana, are they? Uh, I think they are. I think so. I think they are. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't think I don't think it's a national thing. I think it's just by state. Oh, right. oh so, so they're doing it depending on the. Okay, that makes sense. And I, I thought it was so. like for NFL players, like you get caught with it. It's not necessarily like hey, you get a slap on the wrist, but you won't be in major trouble like you used to be. You know? Yeah, I I think the NFL and I have no clue, but I think the NFL has their stance on it. Depend and it it kind of doesn't go because each state is different, right? Uh-huh. And so I I don't know how they would do that if they had just like oh, just depending on your state. But I think they have a, like a no policy on uh-huh. it. What about? I mean, what do you think the role of like psychedelics would play in the sports world? You think that ever be a thing? I don't know. I I. I, I think that maybe I know they'd probably have some type of a uh, a release for muscles and stuff like that. I don't know too much about the psychedelics and all that stuff. I have no clue. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I don't know. I I have no clue. <laughs> I think it'd be good for I think it'd be good for coaches. Really? Hell yeah, brother. For a release, kind of just calm down. <laughs> well, you know what? I, I heard it's like a you know, a real spiritual thing. You know, okay. I, I heard that you you learn a lot about yourself, and I think a lot of people misinterpret it and kind of it falls into the line of like marijuana and drinking. You know what I mean? Mm. Like when you're drinking and taking shots after shots, you obviously end up becoming a different person because yeah. you're messed up. You know, yeah. I think along the lines of, of marijuana too. You know, a lot of people are able to cope with it and handle it. You know, but I think on the other end of the spectrum, some people don't know how to handle it. Some people get more anxiety. Some people you know, get mixed reviews, even though I do, you know, think that it's a, it's decent, depending on the circumstance that you can use it for like muscle recovery and muscle kind of relaxation, those sort of things. Mm-hmm. But I'm wondering where that role of psychedelics play into, you know, if it ever will play a role, you know, because I have I heard, no clue. I've heard a well, lot of like, I don't even know how to say it, like a lot of value as far as medicine goes. 
mm-hmm. you know, it's provided through potential psychedelics and that people use it for like mental health problems. And so huh. because of that, I'm curious to see if like, you know, any of that type of stuff will ever be introduced. And it'll probably be way after our time. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Like, once we have an yeah. even deeper understanding and sense of ourselves, but you never know. Yeah, it would be kind of scary to do right now just because I don't think we really I don't know, maybe there are people out there that know more about it. It would yeah. be it would be it would be you have to be of, controlled. Yeah, you just think of the mental health potential benefit that those things might provide. And obviously we're in a, an arena where, you know, that we struggle with that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And so because of that, I'm wondering if there ever be like will will be a correlation as far as hey, we know how to help you. It'll just be in a little bit of a different way. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, let's talk about this uh, psychedelic season that we had here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, um, I mean let's just—it was a trip. It was a trip. Let's get into it, man. Let's get into oh, it. Oh man. Well, let's let's kind of go in like the, from the start, kind of like a story, right? Go from the start of it to the end of it. The highs uh, and lows. Let's do the it. The highs and the lows. Uh, so preseason, we were ranked first, right? We were ranked mm-hmm. first, and it pre-season, wasn't. Yep. It wasn't really like a, a, a huge unanimous. It was very, very close. The top three teams uh, with Montana, Montana State, and Sac State were a couple points away, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so it wasn't like a huge thing. Um, but we finished sixth this year. So what I did is I kind of tried to my best. You know, these weren't like – I didn't do a huge dive into it, but a little bit, right? So last – Four or five years, um, what we were preseasoned at, and then what we finished at, right? Mm-hmm. So, 2018, we were preseasoned at four, we finished sixth. Uh, 19, we were picked fourth, we finished fourth. Uh, then the COVID year happened, that didn't happen. Uh, 21, we picked, we were picked second, we finished fourth. And then this year, we were picked first, and we, we finished sixth. Now, just to let you guys know that I'm not ragging on anyone. It's just, uh, it's a good perspective of where we're preseason at, where we're finishing. There's a whole lot that goes into that yep. with injuries, your schedule, what's happening inside your program. Um, but honestly, like if you look at that, you know, Grizz Nation is, is held to a different standard, right? Yeah. And, and everyone knows that players, coaches, fans, uh, it doesn't seem like we are meeting those standards and, and, and meeting those expectations. And that would, ha- I can't imagine what the f- players feel. Cause it has to suck, you know, mm-hmm. not meeting what you want to accomplish. Mm-hmm. Um, but going into that, 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 that just kind of shows, Hey, well, this is where we're at. This is where we want to be. Uh, and we'll go into it. What are some things that are, cause if you look at the last four or five years, we haven't fished, finished over fourth place. So are there things that are happening in our pro, in the program or things that are happening to us that we can kind of look to that say, hey, we need to fix this and maybe that will get us to a different point? Mm-hmm. No, yeah, I mean, it really is good perspective. And when you kind of you see a common trend of not being able to break into the three twos and ones, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because at the end of the day, Every single year or these past couple of years, I feel like we've always been there. We've had the talent. We're on the cusp. It's just for one reason or another, whether it be a bad game, injuries kind of being a downfall of us, you know, the play calling being an issue. You know what I mean? Just it's always something. 
And, you know, it's just one of those things where you're sitting here banging your head against the wall trying to figure out what we can possibly do, you yeah. know. And I really, it has to start from the top. It really, yeah. really does. And Bobby knows that, you know. And it's between him. I think I saw, you know, after the game, he did, you know, a press conference on Monday. And they asked him about the potential maybe changes that might be coming. And he was like, Those, that's between me and, me and those guys. You know, mm-hmm. you have no say in that. And I 100% agree with that. You know, yeah. it really is between him and those guys, but it starts with him. It starts with him when he walks into the the restroom and he looks himself in the mirror and he says, okay, what do I need to do, you know, in order to kind of put these kids in a winning position because he's a good coach. He's yeah. a really, really good coach, but he's just trying to figure out how to get to the upper echelon in today's football world because 2008 is very different than 2020. You know, when he come to 20, 2017 or 2018? 2018. Yeah, 2018. 10 years. 10 years. 10 years of changes within the game in the game book. You know, yeah. different types of athletes. Athletes today would run over the guys of the past simply because, you know, we understand nutrition better. We understand yeah. the training better. You know, we know the things to kind of correct. I feel like in the coaching sense, you need to be, continue to be able to kind of change it up as well. You know? Yeah. Well, and just to kind of think of that, like, I, I totally agree that the, that's not going to be voiced. The, the coaching staff isn't going to be voiced. That's not going to be something that they're going to. Yeah, to be expected. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Expect and that. but that's a question that has to be asked. I feel because like there was through this year, and we'll get into them. There were some coaching errors throughout the whole year where you scratch your head and say, "What are we doing?" Right. Mm-hmm. And so, and not that we're going to say, "Hey, this person needs to be fired," but there does need to be making he, he does need to make sure that hey these things are being looked at um and you know who who knows mm-hmm. he, he I, i'm sure he's a smart guy i don't know him personally um he has to be smart where he yeah he's very, has, very smart yeah. yeah and i and i think he knows the problems i hope he does i hope it's not glossed over in and kind of hey you know we were one play two plays away because there, there's some glaring things I think that are holding us back. And I think that we'll get into those, but going into the season angel, you know, let me know if you agree with these or if I'm missing one going into the season, these are the kind of the questions that we thought, Hey, we really don't know where we're at with this. Right. So going into the year, we were kind of wondering who's going to step up for quarterback. Right. That was the, the the one question we thought, hey, Lucas Johnson's coming in. Who do we have behind him? Does Chris Brown make that step? That was a question that we had. We had a question at O-line. Hey, we, we don't have a left tackle. How are the guys going to mesh? How's that right side going to go? Are they going to have you know that development where they take that step? Um, who's going to step up in the, right, uh, the running back crew and the wide receiver crew? Are they going to use... Uh, Malik in a different way so he can get his touches. How is Marcus Knight going to look? You know, we kind of had those questions as well. The offensive play calling, we thought, hey, well, it's kind of lacked in some areas sometimes. We kind of get away from doing and getting the ball to some of the skilled players. How is that going to look? And then the last one that I had here is the – we thought that, hey, we're going to get go into this season and we're going to go 5-0 and and we're going to go into that sack state showdown, right? Right? Top five showdown, and, and, and that just didn't happen. That Those were our, our, our things that, hey, how are we going to adjust to 
that uh, playing at Sac State and that first game? Those were the questions. Were there any questions that you thought we had uh, in the beginning of the year? You know what? I think it even stems just a little bit early from that, even when that whole 37 debacle. Yeah. You know what I mean? No, that's I that's that what was, I thought. We'll get into that. Yeah. I have that yeah, our next I mean, one thing. Just, yeah. You know, just starting off the, the, the year on a little bit of an awkward kind of foot, you know, it's just one of those things that throws the mojo off. You know what yeah. I mean? I mean, you prepare, you prepare, prepare, you prepare, and then to get the media attention of who's going to get this 37 one. Honestly, whoever did get it, we would have moved on with our lives type of thing. Exactly. You know what I mean? yep. But at the same time, it was like, why was this an issue in the first place? You know, yep. what's going on behind the scenes? If there was anything going on, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And so well, I think yeah. I think along with those, all of the other questions you kind of mentioned, I mean, you're, you're just spot on. You know, I, I think we were kind of, I think everybody had the overall consensus that, hey, there's no reason for us to not be 5-0 and before we head over to Sac State. Um, how are, how are the offensive line going to be able to, you know, play? They're going to win the first five games, but how are they going to mesh against a really kind of superior defense front, you know, Mm -hmm. quarterback position. Obviously we were really hopeful because Johnson came in with six, seven years of experience, played at the FBS level, you know, won a couple of games in some, in, in some really kind of cool fashions. Um, but ultimately, man, I mean, yeah, I mean, I think, uh, I think it was like a tale of two, two halves, you know what I mean? Two seasons. You know, you started off with a lot of promise, and we saw some really, really great things. Um, we saw some things that were kind of, like, troublesome, you know. But as the year progressed, you know, do we really start to put it down on the players? Do we look at the coaches? You know, how do we kind of assess that and kind of go? Because ultimately, obviously, there's still a ton of work to be done. And yeah. it's still, it, you know, when you're at the bottom of the board, it's pretty, you know, you have to be a decent team to go up to the middle of the pack. But going from the middle of the pack to the top echelon, that's a pretty hard thing to do, and it's a, you know, it's all game of inches. But what kind of things are we going to change in this offseason in order to put us there? You know, mm-hmm. and that's the real question. Yeah. Well, and let's let's get into the, that thirty-seven controversy because going into the season, those were our questions. Then we had this thirty-seven controversy, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the, you know, it looks like uh, Jace Lewis hands it down to Marcus Well now, and then you know we you hear things, right? You hear things of, oh, hey, it was. It wasn't, you know, told to the coaching staff. The coaching staff has to weigh in, or or anything. So, so there was rumors going on around, right? Mm-hmm. I think feelings got hurt. That wasn't answered. That happened in July, right? It was posted in July by Jace that he was giving it to to Marcus. Yep. They had their picture on uh, Wagriz uh, on July twenty seventh. It didn't get answered for a month, mm-hmm. and. A program that doesn't, and, and, and I'm going to get some heat from this, a program that doesn't like publicity that they can't control handled this very, very poorly. Like mm-hmm. this, this, this controversy that shouldn't have been a controversy, it, it was able to be handled so that it couldn't be a controversy. And I think it may have um, split the 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 room around room. a little bit what's that do you split the room a little bit i I, th- I think it might have i know for a fact that it has with um other player past players mm-hmm. I, I i know for a fact past players are pissed mm-hmm. that this has happened and i know that it it could have been just if they want to change how they do the 37 that's fine but have those conversations with the players like this is the, the the number 37 
is not and has not been ran. And you let me know if I'm wrong. It hasn't been run by the the coaches. This is a you know what? A, that's what I was kind of wondering because a player thing. In my experience. I mean, unless I did not know, because obviously I'm not a part of that. So because yeah. of that, I I don't necessarily know. I know there's a guy with a number. At the end of the year, he gets to decide. I had no recollection or idea that if the coaches actually had a say in it, I didn't think that had been the, the past. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So because of that, I thought it was whatever way he decides to go do it, he does it. You know, And I think that if he does decide to consult with people and ask for people's opinions, that's mm-hmm. because he just simply wants to ask. You yeah. know, he's just curious to be like, who do you think I should give it to? Not because he's obligated to go to his teammates and be like, well, what do you guys think? You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, and, I, and I've and I've interviewed past 37s. If you haven't, check out like the early editions of this podcast. I've interviewed some of the 37s. The baby and days, the young days. Exactly. Uh, they, they go into how they kind of came about. It was... And it wasn't always, hey, um, I'm going to do a media thing or anything like that. You know, a couple of them were like, hey, I, we were, you know, out camping, told them, hey, I want to give you a 37. What do you think? And and so I think that it, I don't think I think if you lose a lot of luster with that number, if it starts being a coach thing. Yeah. And I, that and, and, and that has to be it has to be player driven. Exactly. You know, that's one exactly. Thing. Obviously, we're so, you know, we're so micromanaged in that world, which is fine. You know, you're trying to, you know, get these guys on a schedule. A lot of guys need that type of micromanagement. But that's something that's special because of the players. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yep. And so because of that, the fact that they have a voice and have that power to be like, I want this guy to have it because I feel like he emulates what it means to be from this state and represent. Yeah. You know what I yep. mean? As soon as you take that away from the players, like you said, I just think it starts to start to lose meaning. So, but again, I was never aware of any meetings that happened, you know, between yeah. anybody. You know, yeah. I thought it was just a hey, I like you. I think you represented well, and you know, I've never had a thirty-seven where I disagreed with them. You know yeah. what I mean? All yeah. the thirty-sevens that I've been a part of, I said a hundred percent that guy deserves it. You know? Yeah, and, and it just seems you don't want to like like you look at the great teams, right? NDSU. Are they having these types of controversies in their program, right? That that lasts for months on end. Probably, I haven't heard of it, and I think that if if we did hear about it, it would it would get out, right? So it it's just going back to that championship. Like, but how, I also how, on the other end, like in order, like in favor of just the program in general, yeah. I do think that the fans that we have are a lot more passionate, a oh, lot yeah. more, you know, kind of opinionated yep. um, than any other football team out there. Yeah. And so because of that, it could be the smallest thing, but we blow it up to be this huge, huge ordeal. So yeah. because of that, I also see that side too, that, hey, you know what, maybe it was something that they were trying to do behind closed doors, but somebody got a whiff of it, they ran with it in the community. But at the end of the day, ultimately, like you said, I don't think it just, it, it started off the year, or the, the preseason, just in a little bit of a funky way. Like you well, said, it, yeah. you know some people that are divided, you know, divided yeah. rooms. Um, obviously, people have kind of seen probably Jace's tweet after the mm-hmm. season two. You know, just it sounded like, you know, there was a little bit of that tension there between anybody. But I've hoped they had some time to kind of sit down and talk about it, man, because the fact that that bad juju was kind of there until even after the season, it seems like there was there were some issues there. So I don't know, man. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, hopefully they they get that time to 
kind of work it out. So yeah, because there's we there's just no time for that type of stuff. No, you know what I mean? there's no time for that, especially in a program at, at the stages that we're at. Again, you know, do we have a long way to go? But we've seen flashes that make us believe time and time again that hey, you know what, we're on the cusp. We're on the cusp. You yeah. know, but I think it really kind of boils down to a lot of those small little things that are going to make those substantial leaps. Yep. Yep. So yeah, going into the season, man, we, we you know we started like we said, it started five and zero. Uh, but during those those times, man, and I, I know went back and kind of listened to some of our uh, podcasts. We we had some questions on the O line. We had some yeah. questions. How do you think on they the, fared out? You know, the beginning of the year to the end of the year. You know, I think that the, the, there was some development there. Right. I think you know at the beginning of the year we weren't getting the push. Um, you know, the play calling got getting the ball was still kind of a thing that in those first games we were like, okay, so we, how is this, how is this offense going to look? And we really, and I really don't think we really had an identity as an offense. Mm -hmm. Um, And then we kind of saw the special teams play, which is crazy weird, right? The beginning of the year, um, these special teams errors that usually you don't see in a Montana led team. And then the Idaho game, right? Idaho game was crazy. I know. Didn't you go to that game? Uh, no, I don't think no. I went to that game. No, wait, okay. wait, 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 wait. No, I don't think I was in that Okay, I so, watched it from my from my work. Okay, so we lost that game. Uh, we were unable to run the ball. We turned it over a lot. Kind of beat ourselves uh, at that point, right? It really showed. You know, some of the things that we kind of knew. They they knew that they were. They could hit us over the middle. They you kind of saw Giovanna McCoy kind of run on us a little bit and get out of the po- pocket. So we started seeing those things as well. Um, and so you know we did see some some things start chugging in the right direction, and then you get hit right. Mm-hmm. And like that uh, boxing mentality, right? You, you you don't know how good you are until you you first get hit, and you got to re- you got to respond, right? And so. We, we tried to respond, right? We, we tried to respond. We went to Sac State. I think we, we were playing really well, and Lucas gets hurt, gets knocked out of the game. And, you know, from there, Chris comes in. I think he does a pretty good job of kind of riding the ship, and mm-hmm. we lose a heartbreaker in overtime. Mm-hmm. And, and then that's that's when our season, and I we, we both said it on here, it, this is going to make or break our season right here. It, it, if we can get some of these wins under control, because that was the hard part of our year, Idaho, Sac State, Weber State um, were those three games. We didn't know how good Idaho was going to be, mm-hmm. um, but we couldn't. We, we And this is the whole thing that I think where our, the Sac State game kind of started that slide, right? We started getting some injuries. The officiating calls were horrible, <laughs> but as as a as a championship aspiration team, you can't just say, "Hey, uh, that's a bad call. We want the call." Right? You can't leave it up to that point. You have to make sure that you rise above that, and you have you know the next man up mentality. And you know, I think we we had some of that, but uh, we couldn't get enough above that to win those games. Mm-hmm. No, 100%, man. I actually think, you know, kind of looking back at it, because uh, we played four games and then we went to Idaho State. Mm-hmm. And I remember, you know, before then, before that, it was kind of a, you know, really kind of pushover teams, you know. But for whatever reason, 
it was supposed to be the same type of outcome. We should have steamrolled this team. But I think that's when we really kind of first saw some of those 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 questions being answered of, mm-hmm. hey, how what's going on with this team? You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Hey, is it the offensive line? Is it the quarterback? Is it play calling? Is it just getting an identity or a little bit of a rhythm? Like, what's kind of going on? That's when those kind of questions started to formulate. And then from there, we saw some really uncharacteristics from the team, which made us question even more what's going on. You know, yeah. and that's why we started paying a little bit more closer attention to, hey, can the, is, the line, is the line a little bit too young on the right? You know, a guy that used to be a defensive starter for Nebraska or a player for Nebraska, you know, taking on an offensive role. You know, is it is is it the offensive line type of question? And yeah. I think as the year kind of progressed, I saw too many too too many good things for me to be really truly concerned. That, hey, you know what? Yeah, don't don't get me wrong. Just like any other year, you know, there's things that can be better on the offensive front. We've have a young young kind of line. You know, we're mm-hmm. putting everybody except Walker. You know, because yeah. Walker was a transfer, and so we got two young guys on the right. We have two you know, kind of guys with experience in the middle in that center and left guard position, you mm-hmm. know, and then they're going to be taking an extra. So I do think that I saw some flashes that were really kind of impressive to me. But ultimately, you know, I think this was a huge step. I think from the beginning of the season to the end of the season, I did see a stride. You know, I, yeah. I saw that next kind of level of what we could potentially be, even as far as, and I think that first game that really solidified some of those changes and that kind of <clears throat> buying into that whole, demeanor and that whole Dola attitude was a Sac State game. That's and mm-hmm. that game was so much fun to watch against a really talented team. Obviously they made a run until playoffs too. They just lost this past weekend, which oh was a God. great did you watch did you that see game? did you watch that game? Dude, I watched like half of it and then I had to go do some work stuff and then I came back to it. So I, I kind of was watching the highlights oh my the Lord. crazy. Did you watch it though? I watched I watched from probably from like halftime till the end. And I was like, man, I don't want this game to stop uh, because it was just like back and forth. They're just in there. Oh, oh, oh my god! Back, you're like, that's it. That's over. They're not coming yeah. back off that, and then they come back on. Huh? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I was like, it was it was a great game to watch. Um, I, I can't imagine being a uh, cardinal. I think they're called the Cardinals, right? Incarnate words are yeah. Cardinals, right? Yeah. And then so. the Sac State, like their fan bases, how. <laughs> how how nervous they probably were watching that game, but yeah, yeah, it was it was amazing. It, there yeah, was absolutely was like no defense at all. <laughs> in the FCS playoff game or something like that, like some ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, the most points, the most uh, yards, but there's no defense. Yeah, yeah, but I think kind of going back to the offensive line, I think that game really kind of solidified that hey, we could have a really good offensive yeah. line. I just think that experience needs to continue to go up in order for us to be at that level of play. Yeah. You know what I mean? Not to well, say that it's yeah. not, alta- not 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 attainable. I think it's just this year was super good for us, and I'm excited to see what they do next year at that specific position, you know? Yeah, well, and I think uh, going back into, like, the Weber State game, I think what we were, that game was kind of just a weird kind of thing because I think we're still dealing with Lucas kind of being hurt and kind of like what direction we, do we go into. And, and then you, you know, have those next – you know, two kind of easy games where we beat the next two opponents 120 to seven, which is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so you, you kind of start feeling better. You start, okay, we get, we got Lucas back. We're, you know, we're, we're, we're hitting on all cylinders and we go into the neighbor game and totally get schlocked, right? Shellacked is the oh, word, word oh, that I goodness. shellacked. I thought somebody was going to be like, yeah, shellacked. Yeah. Oh, yep. <laughs> 
was like, oh, goodness. Oh, and if you haven't seen that one uh, episode, uh, I actually even afterwards, he didn't believe me. Uh, Angel didn't believe me. It was a word. So I looked up the definition and sent it to him. Apparently it is, but <laughs> apparently. Uh, so but yeah, like even the quarterback controversy, you know, as far as, you know, just the injuries that he was kind of dealing with, the, you yeah. know, the questioning as a fan, is he going to be here this week? Is he not? You know, yeah. even to the even to that last playoff game, I mean, he looked like he was a little bit twisted. Oh, know? man, dude. Looked like he was on his last leg, you know, yeah. those that. But so that's why I applaud him. I mean, he literally gave it all that he possibly could. Oh, yeah. To be out there for those players, yep. for the coaches, for the fans. So I have nothing bad to say about that guy, you know, because yeah, he gave it absolutely too. everything he could. You know, yep. when he was out there and he was on, that dude was on. But yep. that's, that's the thing. You know, it's just it just came too many opportunities where – we weren't able to kind of get it. He had a couple, you know, weird games that he knew himself that it wasn't to his standard. He mm -hmm. came back, had some really great game, but it just it just wasn't enough in the end, you know. And then again, for a guy like Chris to come in and try to finish out those games, that's a hard thing to do, even for a starter, you know, yeah. against really, really talented teams. But, I mean, it just goes to show, man, that, you know, we thought we had it all figured out, that we thought we were going to be, you know, something real special this year. I'm talking about head to the national championship, but – it just didn't play out that way, and it seems like we have a lot more work than we initially anticipated. Exactly, exactly. One well, then the, the neighbors game, you know, they they run up on us, you know, four hundred and thirty nine rushing yards. Yeah. Um, and there was a uh, first of all, sorry, there's first of all there was a ton of missed tackles, which is uncharacteristic of of a Grizz team. Um, and then just the defensive scheme. Those were when, like, the first you started to first hear those kind of talks between the fans of, "Hey, is this three-three-five the best scheme that we're running in defense?" Right? Mm -hmm. It it seems to be having teams rack up enormous amount of rushing yards, and and so I kind of wanted to kind of look into that because, you know, like really good rushing teams, right? The first really good rushing team that we played was Sac State, right? In that amazing Scadaboo or whatever his name was. Which yeah, he's since transferred now. He's in. The I know, right? He's in the portals. I don't think he's probably going to go to the Grizz, but um, he probably will get a Power Five uh, look at. Probably he'll probably go to Stanford with his coach, right? Oh yeah, I mean probably. I mean I would see why not. Yeah, why not, right? Um, yeah, so you know, because he's a good coach. He's oh yeah, a really good coach. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So. Oh. That we they had 180 yards rushing rushing yards against us. Sac State did. Uh, Weber State that next week racked up 192, and then we played Eastern, and Eastern. You know, even with Eastern, I'm not saying they're a good rushing team. They had 102 on us, and I know that's not bad, but the team that Eastern had kind of quit. <laughs> mm -hmm. They they quit in that game. They quit on that season, um, and then you know MSU 439. And then you look at SEMO, uh, 142, which I think is kind of a deceiving number just because I think their running back kind of got hurt and he was a beast of a running back. And then the final one, NDSU, racked up 453 yards. Mm -hmm. um, so, I mean, you just see these really good teams. Yeah. You know, at the end of the day, the way that we run our kind of defense, you know, they kind of exposes some of those big gaps. Yep. You know, and they might not always come, but eventually if you keep pounding the rock and you have a good enough team like an NDSU, yep. eventually they're going to take advantage. They're going to find those holes and they're going to take it to the house. I mean, how many 60-yard runs did they have on us? Four. 
Uh, cool. They had four. It was crazy. We, we mentioned that on the last podcast. They had four plays, four touchdowns, and 284 rushing yards on those four plays. Exactly. And so you think about those, you eliminate those huge plays, those monstrosity of plays. Yeah. I mean, what does that do? I mean, we're right back in the game. 284. Yeah. 284 minus uh, 453 is, is still, you know, you're still yeah, getting I mean, almost still, 200. I mean, I mean, it's almost 200 yards. Eliminate four touchdowns. You yeah. know, what does that potentially do? You know, yeah. that's 28 points knocked off right there. You know, we're a little bit sitting, we're sitting differently heading into that fourth quarter. You know, yeah. we might have a chance depending on the circumstance and how our offense is kind of pro- – it just changes the whole momentum. It changes the dynamics. It changes the attitude, you know, when you're game like that against uh, – you know, because they're going to win this week. They're going to be in the national championship, yeah. and they're going to see – you know, they're always going to have a run just because that's who NDSU is. But yeah. you see about those things, and you start to question. I said, okay, you know, the three-three-five can kick the shit out of some pretty me- mediocre teams. How does it handle against some really, really talented – strong like run heavy teams you know and i think we yeah. saw this year that it just didn't pan out the way that we wanted to so you start to wonder is this the most effective thing with how much talent we have on the field yeah well and and it's kind of weird because i i heard rumors of you know when bobby first came back they ran the three three five just because uh they are trying to get the talent up they're trying to get the personnel up and they wanted to run a scheme where it would be beneficial to what they had, right? Yeah, like play to the players, like yeah, play, play to the players, like, right? Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, but and now, so then, like, when you think now about the program and like a defense that we have, yeah, I mean, do we need the three three five? Is you know who else runs the three three five? How 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 great is the defense? You know, well, and there's not very many teams that run it. Yeah, now there were, but they're not running it now. And I honestly like my thoughts on it is, is like, can we? do a base scheme where we're running either a three, four or four. I, I kind of like more of a four, three that you have another uh, defensive like, lineman yeah. uh, to, to battle in the trenches and then, you know, still have your three, three, five as, a, as another scheme that you can use on maybe third and long. Um, but it doesn't have to be your, your, your base scheme. You just ha- throw it in there when you, you want to, I think it yeah, could think work so. I, well. I think, I think it has its place for sure. That um, you know, a little bit underrated if you utilize it correctly. But having it as, like you said, your base, yeah. your bread and butter, what you kind of go to, I think in the long run, you know, people really start to exploit it. You know, I think it'd be like you said, a great accessory. But I think there should be, you know, a couple of things that kind of change, especially with the type of talent. You know, if that was the truth that hey, they play down to the players, that's totally fine. That makes a lot of sense. You got to play to what you got. You know, yeah. but now you see what we have. You know, it might might warrant some change, you know, simply because we're too talented on the defensive side of the ball, you know, to kind of have some of those numbers, you know. Yeah. Well, and, and you said it, right? The change word, right? Uh, like going into this season, you know, the last four years, five years, we haven't picked up where, like this year, we didn't make it to the quarterfinals. So if you look at just like at the playoff route, we didn't make it to what we've had in the last two years. Yep. We've regressed. And I'm not saying, and I'm not saying that that the players have regressed because we have amazing players. Yep. Uh, the talent is there. But where we want to be, we've regressed somehow somehow. Yeah. Um, and I think that, that that's where people are kind of questioning, you know, and looking at the coaches a little bit more, you know, yep. kind of closely, simply because 
on paper, from what everybody knows of these guys, there's oh, yeah. a lot more talent than we've seen in a long time across the board. You know, were there were there gaps and were there questions? You know, yeah, hundred percent yeah. second year the team, but overall we were far more talented than any other players that we matched up against for the most part. And I think that's why to see that, hey, you know what? We even didn't make it to this. Uh, yeah, granted, we had to play NDSU, you know, but that's all based because of how the back bracket kind of came out, you know, our regular season schedule, you know, not having a, a win against, you know, winning team type of thing, you know. But ultimately, you start to look at it and you're like, damn, we should be in a different position, you know. It's, it's like we're living in a different universe right now. It should be a different thing going on right now. We should be playing. You know what I mean? But yeah. uh, like I said, like I said a couple of times already, just didn't fall that way. So I guess everybody in their moments is just looking for an answer. You know, I think some people are, lo- are looking at trying to place blame on somebody, point fingers, which is absolutely worthless. There, there's no point in that. But at the end of the day, there are questions that need to be answered in order to kind of, you know, provoke progress. And I guess that's what we're trying to figure out, you know, because I see a lot of people making good points, you know, on Twitter, on Facebook, you know, just trying to figure out how can we turn the ship around and make yeah. it right? Because, you know, we're too good for that. Well, and, and you look at it, you know, some of the questions I had, and you, you let me know if you, you agree with these questions and we can kind of go in. There's about five questions I have. So QBs, right? We haven't had a, a QB that was healthy throughout the whole season and I I could be wrong, but I'm just trying to go off of memory. And I think it was Jordy Johnson in like 2008, 2009, right? Uh, We have not had a quarterback developed, I think uh, since and Andrew, so I could be probably wrong with that one as well. Uh, So, um, and so the lat, the second stint, Bobby hasn't had a quarterback that they have gone through that they have recruited and kind of brought up. They've, They've gone through the transfer portal, and I'm not saying the transfer portal is wrong. It's what it's it's there for a reason, right? You got to get your guys. You got to plug holes some somehow. And 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 Coach Hauk said an amazing thing on his press conference. Is he's like nowadays, you're not you're not trying you're not trying to build a team. You're trying to build a team for the next year. You're trying to have a, a, your best team the next year, and that's totally accurate. A totally accurate um, piece of information, but the the development of a quarterback is kind of uh, looming. I, I feel that maybe they haven't, you know, um, put their full trust in players that I think that they could be developing a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Uh, it feels like an almost an unwillingness to play to the strengths of players where I think that the, they're saying, Oh, well, these we're recruiting these guys, but they have to fit the system. Right. Well, if you're recruiting them for a certain reason, then I think you play you play to their strengths, right? And you see it in the NFL a lot. I think you probably say, saw it with the 49ers last week where Garoppolo got hurt, they got Purdy in, and they, they didn't they changed things up and they played to his strengths, right? Mm-hmm. And he did amazing for him. So when you have a QB like Lucas Johnson get hurt and you throw in a, a backup quarterback, you've got to play to their strengths. And I don't think we did that. And I don't think we're developing quarterbacks. And so that really, really, really is alarming to me because are we developing players good enough? We have amazing talent, but are we developing that to a point where we don't have to go to the transfer portal every season 
and get a quarterback because the last three quarterbacks that Hauk has had, Sneed, Humphreys, and Johnson have all been from the transfer portal. Mm -hmm. And so, too, I mean, I think I think Sneed had newcomer of the year. I think yeah. he finished off his career. I think maybe third team or something like that, or yeah, maybe second. Maybe second. I, I don't think he was the first team. But you start to look at that, and it's like okay. Like we haven't really had, you know, a real superior quarterback at that position in a couple of years, you know, um, and you start to you know, kind of wonder and you start to compare at, at all these top programs. I mean, you think about NDSU traditionally with this year kind of being a little bit of an exception. I mean, their quarterbacks are first round draft picks. You know what I mean? Oh. You know, you look at what's happening over there with the neighbors and you think about, you know, the type of player that he is. I mean, he's a sophomore and he's absolutely killing it. You know, oh, dude. So kind of look at that and, you know, kind of compare some of these top programs and be like, okay, what do we need to do in order to get there? You know, and yeah. again, is it, I mean, there's two sides to it. I mean, you go to the transfer portal, you might get yourself, you know, one year stud that could yep. potentially do it. You know, like you said, we're prepping yeah. for next year's team. We're not prepping for three, four years down the line like we used to because they have access to the transfer portal. But at the same time, when it comes to recruiting, when it comes to, you know, building from in-house, in-state kids, you know, yeah. there's kids out there that we can potentially be utilizing, using. So it goes back down to recruiting. What kind of recruiting are we doing? You know, exactly. what are really the what are what are the characteristics or the tangible things that we're looking for in these kids? You know, and how and and how they translate into the program? Because obviously, we haven't put these kids in the best position. If you know, again, you know, we've had a quarterback that keep consistently gets hurt, and there's other things that play into that. Obviously, you yeah. know, play situations, how dirty yep. other teams sometimes plays, like. There's so many things that you can't control, but at the end of the day, you know, not one quarterback in the past three, four seasons, you know, yeah. has been able to make it because Cam had the potential to be something special, but I mean, he got hurt multiple yep. times. It's hard for to do that. Johnson yep. had the potential. He was hurt. Sneed had the potential. He was hurt. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, yeah. That Weber state game, he was, he was not himself and he threw yeah. You know, and you just kind of go back into that as if he was healthy, right? And you start asking these questions of, well, if this and if this, and you can't, you can't in sports, like, right? It's it, it, you just it doesn't do any any good. So that that was kind of just one of the the development of players, um, and then the unwillingness to change. Because if you look at recruitment, right? Mm-hmm. Nil huge. This coaching staff, is, and 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 I agree to some part of it. You know, old school, right? tough-minded and you know everybody is a part of this team but but that's that's, the thing. i don't see no aspects of that new school what's you that know? i don't see any of it yeah and so that that's kind of alarming because the the athlete has changed right the athlete wants to be kind of catered to not to like and you don't have to cater to athletes a lot but they want to be able to feel like they're appreciated they want to be able to have these nil deals they want to be able to be pub- publicized uh we're not doing that well and you know I, what i, I just think, i think i do think that i truly believe that those guys you know they may think that but ultimately i think here at this state i don't think they really mind it uh, but mm-hmm. i do think that it has to be hey as these players are changing their their physiques in order to appear to the modern day football age I also think that the coaches need to be able to do exactly. that. You know, take some of those old school uh, mindset and those those old school lessons. I hundred percent agree with. You know, mm-hmm. they made me a better player because of it. But yeah. uh, you know, kind of intertwining it with some of that new, the, the the new day hybrid type of stuff, I think 
would play so much more better because I see the buy-in from the team. I've been a part of the team that had that buy-in. I think if we had some of those, you know, kind of more modern kind of this is type of, you know, packages, I do think that the inter- they'd be intertwined beautifully and obviously yeah. put us in a, in a really, really good position. I think that's kind of what we're missing. Yeah. Well, yeah. And just the recruiting side of it, if you can't, if you can't recruit players, right. If you can't recruit a quarterback to come here and develop him, you're, you're I just feel like we're missing out on that. Right. Um, and ESU, if you look at who they recruit, <laughs> The first thing that they recruit is their offensive line. They make those guys look yeah, like. Yeah, and, and you see that, and you see that they're, you know, their second round, third round draft. Yeah. Yep. You know, and we have the same caliber to be able to do something like that for a player because of the environment, because of the of, of, of the eyes, the eyeballs that we get on a program and just, you know, the type of program that we are as far as filling up the stadium, the TV yep. time, all those sort of things. Yep. There should be guys from our teams that should be getting drafted, but exactly. they're not. Why? Yep. You know? Why is it is it development? Is it recruiting? Is it style? Is is it what we're putting them into? And so you know this also you know one of the questions is our skilled players right? Uh, one that, that that just blows my mind is uh, Cole Grossman right? Mm-hmm. That guy is a guy that you should be going to all the time that will blow by anybody. He was not used this season in the way that he should have been mm-hmm. uh, Bergen the last half of the season. I know he was injured, but y- you can't. Y- and even, even fonts fonts is, is, is amazing. Those three guys and even Malik flowers to the first part of the season, you've got to use your playmakers. You've got to use your players and do whatever you can to get the ball in their hands and not just play this old school. We're going to run it. And, down your throats because honestly going outside of running it in some of those games, we didn't have a running game, right? You know, Nick, the last two games against really horrible run teams, he had huge games, right? Mm -hmm. The last game against NDSU, uh, Childs did amazing, right? And he kind of developed and I'm really, really uh, glad that the last couple of games he got to, show what he could bring because he did bring something that we hadn't seen. Yeah, I hope he stays Eli too. Gilman. Holy yeah. cow. Right. So uh, it, those are kind of some things that I, I think that we have going on for us, but you've got to get your skill guys, the ball, and we're not doing that at all. And so, you know, going back to the quarterback, if we're recruiting a quarterback from a power five conference, like uh, Indiana or Oklahoma or someone to come play for the Grizz. And he says, okay, well, well what are you going to play? Well, why would, why would they want to come and play for Montana if we don't give our playmakers the ball? Mm. No, it like, makes sense. Yeah. So, so it, I can it, see it, that. So, just, and that's, that's kind of what I'm, what I'm fearful for, you know, the kind of effect that it's going to have on the recruiting cycle of things, you yep. know, because, you know, I, I do also think that there's, you know, in the older days, they just, you didn't have access to social media the way that you have access to it now. So because of it, you know about your team. You know, well, you can hop on online and pull up Montana football and watch hundreds of videos on the teams that they played in the past. Yeah. You know? So because of that, as an actual educated person that have that has a degree, based out of one of those big 10 schools that come over and look at the program and says, okay, 
you know, yeah, there is a, you know, a deep option on every route, you know, but if I have, you know, first option, second option, third option, you know, and I have to check down to all those three, you know, can I actually utilize that deep option the way that I want to, you know? And so because of that, you start to, you start to kind of, kind of question and says, you know what, things need to change as far as the offensive output, because we want those, those guys to get the ball. You know, everybody wants those guys to get the ball. They're fun to watch. They obviously do a really productive job. But we need to put it in an actual scheme that works with the quarterback, that works with the with the receivers, that works with the offensive line. Because it's just, again, I think we're selling ourselves short, you know, in certain types of ways. And then, obviously, you start to compare yourself against the SESUs and the NDSUs. And you're like, okay, you know, we thought we were there, but we're not there once again. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, we kind of went into – uh, those questions we t- kind of talked about the defensive scheme where we think that kind of needs to be brought up and yeah. then just the special teams man it was special teams and the lack of big plays yeah. really really was kind of alarming turnovers we turned over the ball and, and I can't I, I can't blame Lucas for this but he did turn over the ball um the last three games and, and you know he who knows mm-hmm. how his injury played a part in that. Um, special teams. Well, I think yeah. that that was a big thing, man. I mean, because you yeah. saw that he wasn't able to throw off the back foot yeah. quite a bit, yep. you know? And so, again, I mean, I was speed of recovery, you know, but at the end of the day, you know, it was just a little bit not like him to be able to throw those. But then again, you know, we, we, we've solved some, you know, kind of hiccups throughout the year. So who knows? You know, so it's one yeah. of those things. That obviously, I hope he goes on to continue and pursue a professional career and get some opportunities to travel a little bit and go do his thing, you know, but, um, but just like anything else, there's some work to be done on all levels, you know. And I yeah. think I think those are the two biggest things, you know, just the consistency in quarterback. Obviously, it was one of them. A little bit of that youth in that, obviously, in that off- offensive front. You know, we've, you know, through the end of the year, obviously, we saw strides. Um, still not good enough. And they know that, you know, they want to be better. Um, so I'm looking forward to next year because I think they're really going to be able to take it into full swing and provide an overall better experience. But also just a play calling. You know, I think that's going to be a big thing, too. And then yeah. on, on top of that, you know, the defense, obviously, talented all the way around. Works pretty much about 80% of the time, but we need to have, you know, better numbers as far as output, you know, to be able to stop some of those teams because, again, we just have too much talent, you know, to well, just summarize yeah. it all. Well, and if you look at, and if you look at um, the top teams, right, the, a lot of the top teams are just – running teams right and so if we want to beat those teams we've got to change what we're doing um you know change like we've kind of been talking about change we've talked about you know updating the kind of how we're recruiting um the nil i think kind of has to get brought up as well that it needs to kind of be brought up to where ndsu and actually even the neighbors i see a whole lot more um football players from the neighbors on the TV than, than our, our guys. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, and then just also, we brought up the development of skills of our players and our O line. You know, we've got some great guys, Angel, like you said, yeah. coming back on our offensive line, but we've got to develop some guys beyond that too. Yeah, I think so too. Um, and so it, either bringing some guys in or developing some of those guys also just, you know, just have sure that depth. That, just to have that depth because you just don't know. I, I know that we didn't miss too many guys this year, but you know, they were playing through a lot of injuries. Mm-hmm. Um, they had to, you know, getting beat up like that. But, uh, you know, one thing, you know, that we 
kind of talked about but haven't. You know, what are some of the changes that you would like to see, Angel? I know that I have some that I would kind of like look like. I don't know, like we're not saying that coaches should be fired, but there are there has to be some changes in some certain areas. Um, what are some changes that you would do or would like I, to see for I next mean, year? I mean, just kind of like we uh, we kind of talked about it, you know. I think it would be kind of really beneficial to grow a quarterback from within. I yep. do think that obviously this upcoming year just put a little bit more emphasis on the offensive line because obviously, you know, they're pretty good, but they need to get to that upper echelon of being a great kind of unit. I think mm-hmm. the play calling needs to change a little bit too on both the offensive and defensive, you know, kind of schematics. I do think if we start to adjust and kind of understand that, hey, there's young minds in the football world, even at the professional level right now for a reason, you know, football is changing. You know, you either got to hop on the wagon or get left behind. Obviously, we're in a program that, you know, kind of want that dominance. I think yeah. we're a long way from it. But I do think that, you know, we always have a chance to. And, and you know, any year could be our year. It really, really could. But I do think that we need to be progressive with the game of football in general. You know what I mean? Yep. Yeah, I totally agree. I think we need to get some new bl- – not – not that, you know, I appreciate the coaching staff. The coaching staff that we have works ex- extremely hard, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that, you know, working extremely hard, sometimes you you can work harder and work harder, but it doesn't give you the results that you want. Yeah. I think you've got to work kind of sometimes you have to work smarter. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, get, I think updating our offensive scheme and our defensive scheme would help if that's, you know, moving some off, uh, going to a different offensive coordinator, uh, defensive coordinator, um, I think we need to look at, right? Uh, we've had the same staff for, what, five, six years? And that's kind of unheard of. And I think some of those guys are not to be <laughs> uh, age biased, but they're getting up in age. And I think that we kind of need to get some new blood uh, and some younger guys in there that will kind of, um, invigorate and kind of change some of the things that we've been doing because they're just not they're just not working. The offense is predictable sometimes. The offense is not getting the ball to our skilled players. The defensive side is is getting eaten up by really good running teams. Um, and so we've got some things to look at. I don't think that if you look at the the coaches, I do think that you know maybe one or two may retire this year. I think that going into it, I think they kind of had this like, Hey, let's make one last run. They saw what they had and kind of, Hey, let's try to get a, a national championship. Um, I do think that there might be changes, at least one change coming in this next year. Um, and who knows, who knows? There might be more than that. Um, I do think that they're probably going to go to the transfer portal for a quarterback just because, I think that we don't we, – what we lack in quarterbacks in experience, right? So I think uh, – Yeah, you know, again, you know, you want to see it from within, but ultimately that's what they're going to do. You know, yeah. they're going to look, look for that guy to see yeah. how to mesh in the program. And it's always a little bit of a scary thing, but I am uh, I'm kind of really hopeful for Britt. You know what I mean, if I'm being honest with you. You know, obviously <laughs> we saw that that last game that he has a lot of work to be done. But, you know, I think with the proper coaches, with the proper training, that kid could be something fun to watch. But it's all going to depend on how they kind of go about him, you know? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I think that that he he shows some grit, man. And I love his attitude. He's not scared of anything. He's a gunslinger. And, and 
I think that if they kind of develop him into a way that will be good for the program, I, I think he could be a really good quarterback. Um, and so we've got a lot of good pieces. I think we yeah. lose a lot. I think Eli Alford is a big loss this year um, in the offensive or the de- sorry defensive, the defensive line. Front, yeah, yeah. We still got Gubby. Governor's still there. And so I, I'm kind of, you know, it, it's kind of weird because you look at their, you know, Governor's going to be a senior next year, right? Mm-hmm. But he's been there for, what, six years probably? Mm-hmm. So it's like it, it, it's so different now just because of the COVID year and all that stuff and and players with red shirt, you know, here and there, or red or gray shirt or whatever. It'll be really interesting to see if players stay around and go for their graduate studies and, and stay around, or if they say, Hey, you know, I've got my degree. I've played, you know, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to go on to the next aspect of life, which there, there have been players to do and, and, and you can't fault them with that. So it'll be really interesting to see if that happens. And also just the transfer portal. Are we going to see some guys leave? Um, I don't think that we're not going to, I think that's kind of just the, the new world that we live in, that we're going to lose some. I, I wouldn't think that we lose a lot, but I do think we're going to lose some. And then they'll probably get, go to the transfer portal to get that back as well. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, no, man. I mean, uh, the transfer portal is – I think they're going to really try to – I don't know, man. I do I do think that a couple changes will be made on that, on that coaching staff. You know, as far as what type of changes, I don't necessarily know. Even if it's a coach going to a little bit more of a an analyst position, vice versa, kind of moving some things around, bringing in some. I really hope they bring some younger minds, some really talented younger minds that you know yeah. see if they can kind of change a couple of things, maybe inspire certain type of things within the program. Um, but ultimately, I do think that we're going to be heading into the transfer portal um, just to try to see if we can get some more experience in a couple different places because we're losing some really, really, really talented guys or some guys that have played a really, really huge pivotal role within defense, the offense. And so because of that, you know, I think we're going to be attacking that pretty hard. But it's going to be really hard to kind of, you know, emulate those same guys from this past year. You know, that's one thing that I really kind of wanted to hound on, you know, the things that they've done for the university, you know, oh, yeah. the that they they put us in positions, you know, to really have national spotlight and give us a fighting chance and how hard they work and the type of games that they played and how they always had some type of grit and swagger to them, man. Yep. I mean, all I can do is, you know, just salute you, man, and and, and give you nothing but love and respect, man, because, you know, I, I've been in that chair, I've been in that position. So as you guys take that next, you know, kind of leap of faith into the world, you know, just know that you got brothers behind you that are always going to support you. You know, that the past, present, and future Grizz Warriors, you know, if you know, you know, you know. Exactly. And so because of that, you know, I'm just, I'm really, I'm. it was it was fun to watch. You know, even though it didn't turn out the way that we wanted it to, you know, I'm just really grateful that I had an opportunity to see some greatness kind of in front of me. Well, and in this senior class, man, like, yeah. we're losing a lot. Like, a lot of leadership, a lot of guys that could play, a lot of guys that, worked extremely hard to get to where they were you know patrick o'connell just blows my mind being a, a walk-on from a, a baseball scholarship to to be where he's at mm-hmm. you know justin ford is is a rare talent uh you know you, you look at marcus well now um if you go down the line right alfred that doesn't really get a lot of the credit but he 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 plays his part well and gets a lot of the blows uh mitch right uh, I think he, he he gets overlooked as well. Flowers becoming the uh, all-time uh, return leader for the Big Sky and also nationally tying that record. Um, and then Robbie Hawk, you know, 
getting the tackles record, however you want to put it, you know, it, it, there, there may be fans that have disagree with him or whatever, but he, he brought that attitude. He brought that, he did, that yeah. you know, you, you can't, you can't halt him for, for being a five, eight, five, nine and, and not being wanting to back down from anybody. And so I kind of think that kind of led that defense to kind of have that, that attitude. And so, um, no matter what, I think that you, you thank these guys for what they've done because it, it, it was a great four years for them, and a lot yeah. of them pl- played more than four years. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So would have loved to see it on a different note, man. Would have loved to see it on a different note. Yeah, yep, definitely. And it's, it's sad to see it go and and on to the next year, man. On so the wish that we wish them wish them the best in uh, whatever they do. And so you ready for some fan questions, man? Yeah, let's answer them. Let's do it. All right. So this first one is from Lone Grizz. What do we need to do to get back on top of the conference? Uh, do we need new coordinators, schemes, recruiting uh, approach? I'm a Grizz fan through and through, but it sure looks like we're behind some teams as far as being creative on offense and a recruiting focus. You know, I think for recruiting is kind of second. I do think that we they were bringing some really, really good guys. Obviously, Exhibit A, we've seen the talented teams that we've had. But I do yeah. think that, you know, if I'm kind of top of mind, I do think that, you know, a change in the offense, defense, just get schematics. You know, I think if we change those things, it'll put us in a lot better position, um, especially with teams nowadays. You know, you see some stuff that's happening around the big sky, and you're like, man, if we implemented some of those tactics – to our kind of uh, offensive mindset, defensive mindset, you know, I think it'd be really tough for people to keep up with us. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you on that side. I think, you know, bringing in some new blood, um, some younger guys, I think that that will kind of, and, and, I, and I don't know, I'm not in, in the uh, coach's room, guys, but it, some guys that are, aren't his friend, <laughs> that aren't mm-hmm. Coach Houck's friends, that will kind of push him. I just, I don't know how much push he's getting in that, in that, coaches arena I, yeah. I and, and i don't know i could be totally wrong but um you know when you're doing a company when you're doing anything where you are trying to get better each and every day you want someone pushing you right you mm-hmm. want somebody pushing you to make sure that you're doing the best that you can i just hope that we we have those guys that are behind him that are that are pushing the coaching staff that are pushing the head coach to do what's best for the program so um I think, you know, having an, a, a different OC, a different defensive coordinator, I think also um, maybe even looking at um, glossing up the offensive line, I think, coaching staff. I think we've we've seen some gain this year, but is it enough, right? Is yeah. it enough to stay with? Because beyond that point, you know, we had Hunter McGinnis be on the all-conference team. But before then, we hadn't had one in for how long, right? And mm-hmm. so do we continue on and, and see where this goes or, or do we improve that? I think that we just kind of have to have all those, all three of those kind of coaching areas kind of have have the spotlight on them and kind of look at those. Um, with recruiting, I, I think that we do a whole lot of in-state in, uh, recruiting. Uh, we bring in a lot of guys in state. And I think right now it's kind of hard to lose last two years with COVID and everything. Our numbers have been so 
high, right? Our, our freshman and sophomore um, grades, uh, uh, the players that are in those areas are, are, are very, very high, right? We don't have very many seniors or juniors. Those are the classes that are have a lot of, of players in. And so I think they're, they're kind of um, stringent on how many players they can offer. So, mm-hmm. you know, going out and I think I, I don't know how well we are recruiting it in some of these hotbeds that I think we could take more advantage of, like Sac State, right? Sac State gets a lot of their guys from California, right? <laughs> We're not California, right? Montana does not have the population and, and it does not have the football capabilities to, to have that quality of a recruit. Yep. But, you know, how far, you know, Missoula isn't very far away from Spokane or Seattle. And I don't think, you know, we've gotten some guys, we've gotten, you know, from Vancouver and, and stuff like that. But I think that that area over there is, is, is something that we could probably take more advantage of. And I think that for our recruiting, I think it needs to be more, focused on getting these guys that can play right away on the offensive line and the defensive line Um, kind of going away from um, developing and getting these guys that we can get into that, that need a little, a little development, but not like full development. And I think that's what we've been doing with the offensive line is getting these guys that need a lot of development and kind of missing on these guys that may be ready and and I mean, maybe totally wrong, um, but if you look at back in the two, early 2000s, you know, we got great players from the state of Montana. Well, that, again, like we said, that's 10 years ago, right? The focus of Montana football, the numbers of, of high quality recruits in that area, especially the offensive line, are not coming out of the state, right? You got a lot of more um pro style um throwing teams in the state of montana so you're getting a lot of slot receivers and and stuff like that that are coming out than you know offensive linemen and so i I think that we just need to have more of a focus on that the bigs the trenches and i think that will lead us into the promised land or 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 you know beating these other teams because that's where where it comes down to yep um and so uh, great question. I think that if we start with recruiting there. We we change some things up with our, our schemes. I think we'll be there. Yeah, no, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I agree. Um, another one that we had, we had two more, so we'll go uh, if I can find it here. Um, Dustin Helton asks us, is it time for fresh blood at the head coach level and send Hauk out? Um, you know, I, I don't think that one year you you send a coach out i think that you know you you have to you have to let them be able to 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 make some changes right it wasn't a great year that we had it wasn't living up to the expectations that we had but you've got to make sure that the you give a chance for him to try to correct it right yeah, I think, I think, I think like, like that, like you just said, you know, giving them an opportunity kind of to correct a little bit, see what he could potentially do with it and yeah. how open-minded it, how yeah. open-minded he is to it. Simply because as far as, you know, for a player, I thought he was 100% good for me, you know, yeah. as far as, you know, the way that I viewed the game, the way that I wanted to pursue the day-to-day basis, and even after, after, 
after playing, you know, kind of mentality into the just life. You know, I think because of that, he had a, such a profound positive influence in my life. You know, I would love him to be the guy that takes us to the promised land, you know, but at the same time, you know, I do think that, you know, just like anything else, you know, need a couple of changes to be made in order to kind of get there. So yeah. I don't think he's necessary out the door. I think this is where he wants to be. And yeah. then we look at the other side of the coin. We run the risk of being, you know, a below 500 team for how long? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know, with, with with coaches beforehand that just couldn't get it done, that didn't even have a chance to make it to the playoffs. Now we're fighting for playoffs. Is it really yeah. a step, up, step back up? Or I guess you never really know. But I don't think he's he's ready to leave. I don't want to see him leave. And I'd love to see him kind of make some of those changes to put us in a good position. Yeah, and I think that, you know, you give him – you give him a year or two to kind of see what he can do to fix the things that we need to fix. And if it still is going out, then I think that that's the, the case where the athletic director kind of then reevaluates that. Um, you know, I, I think that there's some things that coach Hawk does that are really well. I think that there's some things that kind of need to change as well. And we've talked about those, you know, recruiting mm-hmm. needs to, uh, and then also just winning the state, right. Winning the state and, in recruiting, winning the state, in how our 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 program is being looked at, and then and I'm looking at as just like it's hard to be um, a part of the media, right? So the media mm-hmm. is going to do their job, and I know that Coach Hawk does not like the media. He doesn't like to do that part of that aspect of that job, but it is a part of the job, right? And it is how you get yourself. And it's out a growing there. thing too, you know. Yeah. And yes, I, right. I think that, that that has to just – he's got to be a little bit more lenient with that because that, that'll that come out and hit you too, and that'll hurt you in the recruiting process as well. So I think we, we just need a little bit of fresh air in some of the things that we're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, last question. Mike wants to know if we were going to give grades on coaches and stuff like that, what would we give them? I know, uh, Angel. I know that you, uh, you don't feel, you know, and that's fine. If you wanted to give grades, that's totally fine. I, I will, I will give grades. You know, and I just want yeah, to give grades. I'll, uh, since I know a lot of these guys, I'll keep them to myself. I'll have a conversation <laughs> with them one on one. There you go. Uh, go ahead, Adam. Uh, so I, I know that you know uh, the coaches are, and, and I, I can imagine that they spend a lot of time away from their families, right? I can imagine what they go through. Uh, so I wanted to preface it with that, right? Um, overall, this year was not where we want to be, right? So for the year, I, the year, yeah. So I would say, I would say, over the year, I think overall C. I was going to say the same thing in the C range. Uh, the C range. I think if if you look overall, that's a C. I think you know different areas. In in this season, you could probably give different, argue for some, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it the the NDSU game. You know, our players, it, they they went out and battled, and, and and it didn't matter what was happening. They battled until the last straw, right? Um, the neighbor game bothers the crap out of me because I don't think that we really tried to change, and that unwillingness to change and do something different kind of swung its head and so that game if you were just individual game that would be a very low grade (laughs) because we just did not change Mm -hmm. and that's where i think fans are so tired of it is is that we're 
playing schemes that aren't working and they're, they're tired of it and they want to see um, Grizz Nation back on top. Um, so, you know, I wouldn't give anyone an F. I, I think that we're not failing. We're still making the playoffs. We're, we're one of the top 10 teams, no matter what people say. Um, I think that if you look at that, oh, who, who, William and Mary, there's no way in the world that that team should have got a number eight seed or whatever seed they were. The Grizz were way better than that team. Um, and so it, it, it's kind of disheartening. I'm not going to give them an F. Um, I'll give them a C, um, maybe D plus area on, you know, certain games where we, we didn't do quite as well. Um, but there's room for improvement, man. And, and we've got a lot of, a lot of things that, I thought we were closer than we were that now I'm kind of looking back at it and saying, are we closer to what we thought we were at or are we farther away? Mm-hmm. We're probably farther um, right now. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so the things that we're losing, I think, you know, our defense is going to take a step back. I think we've got some good guys there that will kind of step up. Um, I think offensively wise, we've got some good guys too, but we're still going to be asking that quarterback con- controversy question next year where who's going to start. Right. Um, and, and it'll be interesting to see everybody's going to be wanting to know the transfer portal, who's coming in the transfer portal, you know, who, who's making moves on the, the coaching staff. Um, and so I think that that's going to be the looming kind of questions on what happens uh, in the off season um and, and coming into the new year mm-hmm. yeah man i think if we're just grading the season like coaches specifically i do think that it falls into the c category you yeah. know i think offensively um i i think it was probably c category two you know um i do think defensively you know b range at the end of the season you know arguably some games it was a plus 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 you know mm-hmm. what i mean but i'm just kind of going off of you know the strength of schedule i'm kind of going off of the superior teams that we played, you know, how do yeah. we, you know, kind of fend, fare up against those really kind of talented teams? Yeah. And, you know, I, I would probably say in the beat range, you know, simply because we had too many good performances throughout the course of the year. I think on offense, you know, definitely need to be, you know, just taking advantage of, of some of those you know, different packages. It's just we haven't been able to see that. So because of that, you know, I think the performance wasn't necessarily player-based. I think it was more play-calling based. So because of that, you know, could it have could it have been maybe a B or an A? Hundred percent, it probably could have. But I think realistically, yeah. from what we actually produced, C, maybe even D, kind of depending. Yeah, I would agree with that. I would agree with that. That we just had some hiccups in the road. I think that yeah. you know, um, it'll be interesting to see what happens in this next year of, of yeah. what kind of growth and what kind of steps we make in the new year. So. Mm-hmm. Um, any other last words, man? Any last things that you want to say that, uh, just another year, your... down, brother, just another year, another year down, I mean, another year, crazy. another year, you know, the, the strides that we made, the lessons that we learned. And so we're just, uh, grateful that you guys are a part about it. Yeah. Um, be sure to check us out at FCN's fans nation on YouTube. Um, so you can actually see the live stream and, um, we're kind of a, in a, on a world incorporated just with FCS football. So there's a lot of other teams on there as well that you guys can check out, you know, check us out on Spotify, Apple podcasts, wherever we get you guys listening needs. And so we'll be there around. And so, yeah, we just want to say thank you for rocking with us, man. And that's kind of all that I really have to say on the year. 
Yeah, exactly. And, you know, you guys can get a hold of us on Twitter and also Instagram at Fight on Montana as well and uh, hit us up there. Uh, But, yeah, thanks for listening. We appreciate you guys uh, on these uh, live podcasts uh, going back and forth with us and 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 kind of sharing and doing questions. Uh, We hope for you to listen. Tell your friends about us. We want we want to grow this podcast into something that you guys are proud of, that you guys want to tell your friends with. Um, And so tell your friends about us. Make sure you rate, review, and subscribe wherever you guys get our podcasts. Mm -hmm. And uh, go Grizz. Fight on, baby.